Hello and welcome to FFS, Fast Finance Sorted, your fun 15 minute financial education. Um, I'm Hilary Lewis from Winchester Corporate Finance. I'm Martin McLeod from Financial Health Club. And I'm Beth Jackson from Two Sisters Accounting. And today we are sponsored by Reward Finance Group. So guys, I have been reading the news again. I know it does happen occasionally. And I read a stat that said between 2016 and 2021, 20% of businesses failed within their first year and 60% of businesses failed within three years. So firstly, if you've made it past three years, well done, you're at a winning 40%. <laughs> um, but made me think why why do you think businesses failed what do you think that's going wrong that businesses are failing within the first year and then within three years like why is it that that seems to be such a cliff, cliff drop off if you make your pals there you're winning i guess i think i think obviously planning comes into it massively um if you have got a good plan as a foundation you're gonna be able to use that as a really good springboard um but it also comes up to their finance situation so i think for a lot of people a lot of the time they'll be like oh well i've you know i need some money or i'll go and just get a loan out and the first thing they do is like search on google and the top you know the top searches will come up and they think great i'm going to use those and that is one of the worst things that you can do like i think from a business point of view if you are ready to make an investment on um like in your business, if you're going to buy like a piece of equipment or something that's going to just look like launch you forward, the last thing you should be doing is a Google search on which one you should be using. So each business is so individual, you need to literally sit down and work out exactly what the finance product is that you should be using because everyone goes for, oh, it'll be a loan. And it's really not like my prime example, when I had my business, I had a successful salon, beauty salon that I ran for 15 years. The product that would have been perfect me for me was a merchant cash advance. And what that is, is effectively, it's like a loan, you get a lump sum of cash, but the way it's repaid is so flexibly. Um, effectively, every time you someone pays you and uses their card in your shop, a small percentage of that card sale is taken to pay off the loan. So the more card sales you put through, the quicker you pay that loan off. Um, it's really good if your business fluctuates. So like in the salon, Christmas, we're always absolutely rammed, but January can be a lot quieter. So if you've you know, invested in a new treatment or product or a piece of equipment, and you've been able to pay it off super quickly because you've had all the sales come in and people were like oh there's a new treatment yeah i want this you've paid it off really fast but if your then business then slows down you don't have to panic that you're not you know for a lot of people if they had merchant cash advances over covid they were laughing because it doesn't matter that they weren't paying anything off you're not earning any more interest on it you're just not making the repayments because your cash, your business isn't turning over that money um, so it's things like that. I think it's that knowledge, education and, and that forward planning to speak to the right person, come and speak to a specialist and get prepared for the for the long game. Because, you know, you can do you look short wins, but actually you always want to be thinking ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, th I think that planning is key. And I think 
the money mindset issue some people fail on as well. They want their business to be everything that they visualise it to be immediately. So they want to have the flash website, they want to have the lovely office, they want to have everything, um, new computers, you know, new printers, everything like the very highest of quality before they're even they're only six to 12 months into their business and they're trying to buy things that maybe their business may have in five to six years so that they they appear to be more successful than they are. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that, that businesses probably face is overspending and not budgeting and, and, and realising that you know Rome wasn't built in a day. You, you've got to take it slowly in order to get to where you're, where you're going. And if it means like... For example, like Jeff Bezos at Amazon, he worked from his garage. He used a, a, a sawn-off door as his desk. You know, like you know, even multi-billionaires started from like budgeting and from and from realizing that you know you've got to sacrifice at the beginning and, and make uh, make your costs as efficient as possible in order to get to the next level. And I think a lot of businesses potentially fail because of that poor money mindset when they start. I think a really big part of money mindset as well is people don't actually consider how much they're charging or really sensibly work out their prices. Um, so a really fun activity you can do and the simplest way to work out are you charging enough is how many hours a week do you want to work um, and how many weeks a year do you want to work and how much money do you want to make? So say, I want to make a million pounds a year, I want to work three hours a day and I want to work three days a week. So I need to divide one million and let's say I want to work 40 weeks a year even so you need to take the million you need to divide about how many weeks you want to work how many days you want to work how many hours you want to work and that will give you your hourly rate and then you need to work out right how can I charge that much and it's a really simple way to start working out your prices and profits and all that sort of stuff and if actually when you work that out no one's ever going to pay you that much money an hour you need to have a rethink and when you're doing that you also then need to think right to do that what am I going to be paying out and then you need to probably add in maybe 20 30 40 50 percent depending how much your costs are onto that hourly rate again to cover your costs um and if you're not doing that it is really likely you'll fail because a lot of people don't do it <laughs> I don't think people realize how hard it is either like you have to put in the work don't you it's like anything you can't just expect it to land on your lap you have to put in the work. And and a lot of people are too scared to put up their prices. I mean, you've put a lot of time and effort into gaining the knowledge that you've got. And as the cost of living increases and electricity and gas, and all, the, all these things are increasing. You need to be increasing your prices and the, because the value that you're bringing to your clients is increasing each year as well. So I think that's important to have the confidence in yourself to continually increase your prices to make sure that you're not paying out more than you're bringing in massively so we've actually got one of the linkedin legends here they've got a, qu a question for us my name is emma loveday i'm direct response copywriter and co-founder of conversion copy academy i help service-based businesses convert their words into paying clients um so my question for you is this uh when you um are starting out and you, you, you know, you maybe you haven't invested before, and you, you know, you've maybe got a small amount to sort of play with each month. Um, you've got a finite amount available to you. When you start investing, would you suggest? Would you recommend that it's best to put put all of that small amount in one pot, 
or even with a small amount would you recommend like diversifying and um spreading that amount among you know lots of different pots to sort of test or try um what would you suggest there i'll take that thank you for your question emma um it's a good question based on the fact that most people are putting in a small amount remember every single pot that you open whether it's like an isa or a pension or if you're if you're opening other general investment accounts they all come with charges and if you're investing in a fund or an index fund for example it is diversified within itself anyway so it shouldn't be just invested in for example one share which is high risk so you are diversified and to keep your costs low you probably don't need to spread your investments through the different pots if you're investing in shares for example um, even direct shares you should probably have no more than between about 10 and 16 because what happens after that is people talk about diversification but what actually happens after that is something that they term diversification which means that you're actually just effectively getting more and more and more investments but they're actually damaging or diminishing your returns anyway so it's a bit bit like if somebody asked you what you wanted for lunch you could probably come up with 10 to 15 good answers but if somebody asked you to come up with like 50 answers of what you want for lunch by the time you get to 30 you're just begging somebody to stop you know just uh, i've had enough And and it's kind of like that with investing keep it keep it simple just the consistency is the key making sure that you pay in each month pay a direct debit make sure you pay yourself first Don't be paying Amazon first. Don't be paying Ryanair first. Make sure you pay you first, whether that's into an ISA or a pension or ideally both to get tax relief on the pension side. But make sure that you're you're staying consistent and and, and make sure that you're you're investing in something that is diversified if you don't know what you're doing. And if you do want to invest directly in shares, then make sure that you're taking the approach that you're going to have enough to, to make sure that your portfolio is diversified. That's brilliant. I, I love it. I didn't know half of that. So it's it's good to know. It's, you have made me hungry, though. <laughs> now, I now want to eat. That's that lunchtime, is it not? <laughs> that was generally really interesting. I was um, just, yeah, there's so much to think about. Because I always think this, like, in my head, I figure you don't, logically, you don't need to be spread across 600 things because, A, it's just hard to keep track of, and B, surely that can't be the best way. Like, complicated isn't always better so actually hearing it you've put it so simply and succinctly um that, that was great well done martin top five stars it's almost like you're good at what you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you um so complete subject change from me here i'm going totally left field hillary what is your go-to karaoke song oh my god every time i love um, Dolly Parton 95 every time <laughs> it's like my jukebox classic that's actually mine as well mine what's well, your my go to karaoke song is actually Islands in the Stream which is actually signed by Dolly Parton to be fair and ah. but, 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 nine to, but, but, but 9 to 5 is, is, is much better I think <laughs> I just like the fact that she, uh, she typed it it's the typewriter at the beginning <laughs> with her nails you know at the beginning of the song I love it so given that we're talking about new businesses and obviously if you've never heard nine to five i don't know what you're doing with your life but dolly is singing all about working for somebody else making somebody else money working for the man and how much she hates it let's let's hatch a plan to break dolly free 
Let's get her out the rat race and onto her own thing. <laughs> what would your tips be to break Dolly free from nine to five? Oh gosh. I, do you know, I feel like I'm the worst person to answer this question because technically I have done everything backwards. So I got my first business at 22 and have owned it, obviously. It was in, and left once I had my kids and have now gone in, I've gone into the rat race now. So this is, this is like foreign territory for me because I am not corporate, but I am now in the world of corporate life. And people assume because of my age, I've been here for a while. And then I just say wildly inappropriate things. So I'm not sure I am the best person to answer this. However, um, I definitely think that from someone who spent so long working for themselves, I definitely think that you do have flexibility. Um, and I think that if you are, if you put the effort in and plan, because I think it's the planning that is crucial when it comes to it. If you have a good idea, plan for it, and just and just keep going you have to be quite dedicated especially like early days if if you are um and obviously marketing marketing for me is like my go-to like you once you've got your great product and once you've got you you know you've you've found something that's perfect you have to make sure that it's customer centric you know put those customers first and work out exactly what they want um and answer their questions and if you can do that with your product and your business you're going to be on to a winner and it'll be fine martin what advice would yeah, you give dolly I agree with that. <laughs> yeah i think like my i think as as hillary said like market research is key making sure that there is definitely that you that you've identified a business or a gap that does that people will pay for i think it's important to do that research and find out like for for me like in my business as a financial coach when I worked as a financial advisor, I could see the gap. I wasn't sure that um, it was something that, I knew it was a huge industry in America, but I wasn't sure it was something that was coming to Britain in a, in a widespread way, but now there's a lot more financial coaches, and primarily financial coaches were just setting up as financial coaches with no financial experience, and now you're seeing people leaving the financial industry to actually become financial coaches. And I think so. That, that key is really to get that knowledge. I think invest in yourself first, get that knowledge, identify the gap, make sure you've done enough market research so that you're fully confident when you do leave that good job or that high paying job that you know that, okay, it's going to be difficult in the beginning. Every new business is going to be difficult. But I would say nowadays we have got social media, LinkedIn, these are phenomenal, phenomenal tools that we've got available to to trying to do it, say, 20, 30 years ago would have been a completely different ballgame. So I think um, we, are, we, we are born at the right time in that, in, that, in that respect, so we should be taking advantage of it. I find that social media wasn't a thing while we were a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's 100%. I'm so, so glad that social media didn't exist when I, in my teenage years or when I started drinking. <laughs> I heard a really great quote the other day, um, which I think is really key for all businesses, is yes, there's a gap in the market, but is there a market in the gap? Because I see loads of people do this. They think I've got this great idea and they come up with this product that no one else has. No one else has it because no one's going to buy it, <laughs> which sounds horrible. Oh yeah, massively. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. I just, when I heard it phrased like that, is yes, there's a gap in the market. Is there a market in the gap? And I think that was, 
I someone said it to me and I was like, whoa, they're really smart. So hopefully people will think it's me and I'm the smart one. I think it's that whole like TikTok thing, isn't it? All the TikTok hacks and you're like, this is not a hack because this is just stupidity or common sense some of the time. Although I would like to fold all my bags into tiny triangles. I, I can't figure out how to do it yet, but I'm sure TikTok will, <laughs> TikTok will show me somehow. So um, thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it just as much as we have um the first 10 people to leave a five star rating and write a linkedin post will actually receive a coffee on us um, so just make sure you use the hashtag ffs fast finance sorted and we will sort you right out and um, today's episode has been sponsored by reward finance group <laughs>